the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. God, we want to get straight into God's word tonight. Come with me to the book of Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Somebody say, I will do a new thing. All right, so we're saying that we are in a season of newness. Somebody say newness. All right, and God is doing something new. And one of the new things God is doing is opening new doors for us. Somebody say new doors. Say new doors are opening for me. This is my season of new opportunities, greater opportunities, better opportunities. I'm entering into new doors. Right, so in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, a door was opened unto me of the Lord. A door was opened unto me. We established from the very foundation of this teaching that God opens new doors. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, it said, I've set before thee an open door which no man shall shut. And we establish the fact that sometimes God opens the door, but the things that deny us access is not satanic, it's not demonic, it's not anything external, but most of the times they are internal things. And this teaching is essentially designed to focus and identify some of those internal things, things that are not Satan's making. Things that are our own making that sometimes can stop us. You must understand that life is lived on two planes. The supernatural plane and the natural plane. And the laws that govern these two levels are different. If you decide that you are going to live your life on one plane, you will not get the best of life. So you need to learn how to live on both planes. The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. It just helps you to understand that life is lived on both planes. Somebody say, life is lived on two planes. And sometimes people are winning on the spiritual plane and seriously losing on the natural plane. Because sometimes some of the basic laws that need to be engaged, we fail to engage them. And so tonight, we'll touch on one of those things that can stop us we realize that one of the things that can stop us from entering the doors god is opening is fear somebody say fear and fear cuts across both planes fear is a spiritual force and fear can deny us access into many things in the natural tonight we want to look at another thing that is also very very critical that sometimes as spiritual people we don't pay attention to sometimes even in church and spiritual atmospheres when you want to talk about things like that some people feel offended by it but these are things unbelievers are taking advantage of and we are being relegated behind again and again look at genesis of 41 verse 8 to 16 genesis 41 verse 8 to 16 here we find an amazing door that was open to a young man so when morning came, his spirit was troubled and disturbed and he sent and called for all the magicians and all the wise men of Egypt and Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them to him. Amazing. So this is a man who is in power, the greatest president of the time, the ruler of the then world, the superpower of the day. This is the king. Such a king dreams a dream and he needs an immediate interpretation and nobody has capacity to interpret that dream. You can imagine 
that whoever has the ability to interpret this dream will eventually find himself in a very nice position. But, look at it. Then the chief butler said to Pharaoh, I remember my force today. When Pharaoh was angry with the servants and put me in custody in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker, we dreamed a dream in the same night. And he and I, we dream each of us according to the significance of the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew, a servant to the captain of the guard and chief executioner. And we told him our dreams and he interpreted them to us, to each man according to the significance of his dream. And as he interpreted to us, so it came to pass, I was restored to my office as chief butler and the baker was hung. Then, Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. Somebody say, an amazing opportunity has come. Now, just one word is about to shift someone's position from the prison to the palace. I don't know where you have been wrongly positioned, but I pray that that one word will come for you in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. They put a testimony across to Joseph. And mind you, the things they said about Joseph had nothing to do with an outward thing. They spoke about how he used his supernatural abilities to interpret a dream. And then, this man's gift is about to open a door for him. Now look at this. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph. And they hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon. And when Joseph saved himself and changed his clothes, making him presentable, he came to Pharaoh. Let's read that together. One go. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph. And they hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon. And when Joseph saved himself, changed his clothes, making him presentable, he came to Pharaoh. Look at this. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have dreamed a dream. And there is no one who can interpret it. And I've heard it said of you, you can understand a dream and interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not in me. God, not I, will give Pharaoh a favorable answer of peace. Amen. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 41 again, verse 33 to 41. So now let Pharaoh prepare ahead and look for a man discerning and clear-headed, wise and set him in charge over the land of Egypt as governor under Pharaoh. Let Pharaoh do this. Then let him select and appoint officers of a land and take one fifth of the produce of the whole land of Egypt. In the seven plenteous years, year by year, let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and lay up grain under the direction and authority of Pharaoh and let them retain in fortified granaries in the cities. Now let's move on. That food should be put in storage as a reserve for the land against the 70 years of famine and hunger which will occur in the land of Egypt so that the land people will not be ravaged during the famine. Let's read it together. Verse 37. Now the plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his servants. 38. And Pharaoh said to his servant, can we find this man's equal? A man in whom is the spirit of God. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, for as much as your God has shown you all this, there is nobody as intelligent and discreet, understanding and wise as you. You shall have charge over my house and all my people shall be governed according to your word with reverence, submission and obedience. Only in matters of the throne will I be greater than you are. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Praise God. Praise God. I'm looking at excellent packaging. Somebody say excellent packaging. Excellent packaging. Excellent packaging. Joseph had wisdom that gave him access. Joseph had wisdom that gave him access into a certain realm, into a certain atmosphere. But before he could enter that realm, he put his wisdom into practice by first taking care of himself. It's interesting to see 
that Joseph was brought out of the prison hurriedly. Let's read Genesis 41 verse 14. Everything was fast. But when something is important to you, even when you are busy, you still make time for it. Look at it. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph and they hurriedly, somebody said they hurriedly, they hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon. They hurriedly brought him, go and bring him. They picked him and immediately, I'm sure that they were in a rush to take him to the palace. Joseph said, listen, I understand manners. I understand protocol. Give me a moment. I want to take a shower. I want to shave. I want to change my clothing. It's time for me to appear in the palace. And I don't think it's proper for me to go to the palace in prison clothes. So let me go and pack it myself. I want you to know that God is in the business of opening doors. And for every door God opens, you must understand what it takes to enter into those doors. The man Joseph shaved his beard change his clothes, and then he appeared. Look at this. To package is to present something in the most appealing way to an audience. That's what it means to package. To package is to present something. Somebody say something. To present something in a most appealing way to an audience. To package, number two, is to present someone in such a way that he or she can be accepted and not be despised by others. To package is to present something in the most appealing way. Number two, to package is to present something in such a way that it can be accepted without being despised by other people. The Bible says in First Timothy 4, verse 12, it says, let no man despise your youth. When you are a young person, it's easy for people to despise you for many reasons. Because young people, in as much as young people are sometimes gifted and they have a certain knowledge and skill, it is always easy for people to despise young people. And most of the time, young people are despised because of the way they carry themselves. The way you carry yourself will let elderly people who are far older than you respect and salute you. At the time Joseph was being saluted and honored like this, he was just about 30 years. And at 30, he became the second person in authority in the land of Egypt. Wise wise wisdom promoted you understand what the bible says it says through wisdom and houses built by understanding it is established he said wisdom is a principle and therefore get wisdom and through all thy getting get understanding he says exalt wisdom and it shall promote you you must understand church that promotion in life primarily is a function of wisdom somebody say function of wisdom it's not just a function of intelligence. It's a function of wisdom that many intelligent people are not wise. Many gifted people are not wise. There are gifted people that sometimes get opportunity to stand in certain places and that becomes the last time they are standing there. They get the opportunity to sit with certain people of influence and after that sitting, that becomes the last moment. Why? Because they are not wise. When the man Joseph came into prominence in Egypt, he was in prominence until he died. When the man Daniel was promoted in Babylon, he was in prominence until he died. When the man David was promoted to the palace of Saul, he was in prominence. Saul didn't particularly like him. But the man handled himself in wisdom in such a way that everybody liked him except Saul. And what betides Saul if he decides to touch David? Because everybody liked him. That was the way he carried himself. The way you carry yourself, a door can be open. Prayer can open a door. Faithfulness can open a door. But the way you package yourself will either determine whether you stay in the door or you'll be ushered out of the door. Packaging has everything to do with outward presentation or appearance. Somebody say everything to do with outward presentation. That's packaging. When I talk about packaging, I know all of you are born again. The spirit of God lives in you. So I'm not talking about the inside of you. The inside of you is fine. He said, a new heart I will give you, a new spirit I will put upon you. So, the inside of you is fine. Don't uh, live here and go and say, it's a whitewashed tomb. The outside is looking good, the inside, no. For you as a born again child of God, what is inside you is good. Most of the time, what is inside us is good. But no human being has capacity to see what is inside you. One of the things a lot of people don't know, and a lot of Christians for that matter, God is with me, God is with me. 
that alone is not enough. People must see that God is with you. And sometimes the way they see it is by helping them to see it. Look at examples of people who enter new doors through excellent packaging. Joseph, I've already talked about him, so I wouldn't belabor that point. Joseph shaped himself, changed his raiment, and came to Pharaoh. Because he understood something that a lot of people don't understand. In the book of 1 Samuel 16, 17, the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. Somebody say, God does not see as man sees. He said, for the Lord does not see as man seeth. For man looked on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Praise God. Man, somebody say, man looks on the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. God can look at your heart and everything is fine. And he says, this is your opportunity to go. Man will look at your outward appearance and say, looking at the way you are coming, you don't look okay. Your head can be very smart. You can make aggregate six and qualify for Achimota school. But if your packaging has Rastafarian hair, you can be denied admission. There's nothing wrong with having Rasta. The fact that somebody is Rasta does not mean that the person is an evil person. I listened to the young man and you could see that the guy is very intelligent. But as far as packaging is concerned, you can't enter Achimota with Rastafarian hair. Did he get opportunity? He's gotten an opportunity. Is he well packaged for it? He's not. Is it possible that certain doors have been denied you or certain doors will be denied you because you are not mindful of packaging? The man had to groom himself. Well, look at this with me. Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 to 6. Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 to 6. One day Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, it's time. Somebody say it's time. Ooh, that's an opportunity there. It's time that I found you a permanent hope for you so that you'll be provided for. Now you understand what Ruth went through, all the sacrifices she made, everything she's gone through. This is the finest hour to reap. This is the finest opportunity to enter into some kind of rest. God is opening the door and Ruth goes. Boaz is a close relative of ours. He's a very kind man by letting you gather grain with his young men. Tonight, he'll be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Look at this. Now, do as I tell you. May God give you a Naomi. And when he speaks, may you listen. I said, may God give you a Naomi. And may, when he speaks, may you listen. Because there are certain doors you have to be coached before you can enter them. And sometimes the coaching starts a long time before the door even opens. But when you don't open up your heart and receive the coaching well, because you have not learned it over time, when it matters most, you may not have the capacity, you may not have the desire to do it. Certain doors you need coaching. I mean, imagine that Esther, who is a stranger in the kingdom of Hazarius, has opportunity to be part of beauty pageants. She doesn't qualify. She needed to be coached. But the guy told her, listen, nobody should know what your identity is. Don't tell them you are a Jew because that is not necessary now. Coaching helped her. There are some interviews sometimes when you go, if you have opportunity for somebody to coach you, you'll come out better. They just tell you the things you must answer. Some, this question, when they ask you, this is what you must say. When they ask you which tribe you come from, tell them uh, you are not very sure. <laughs> Praise God. Because some people have been declined on the basis of their tribe. Sometimes you, you go to an interview, they ask you a question, and you pretend like you've not heard it. You answer a different question. All by packaging. Look at this. He said, now do as I tell you. This is an old woman, very old. Take a bath. Didn't she know how to bath? No. Where you are going, you need to bath in a special way. Take a bath. He said, take a bath. I mean, can you imagine? It doesn't mean that all this time, this girl was not bathing. It's not that, that didn't she know how to bath? Didn't she know how to dress? Take a bath. Put on perfume. So what has she been putting on all this time? Dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor. Don't let Boaz see you until he has finished eating and drinking. Some of us have lost relationships that could have... Uh, blessed our lives, marital relationships because we're not coached. 
He went out with a, a man who was loaded inside out. And when you finish your first date, you ask for transportation to go back. You missed it. Packaging. Packaging. A man takes a lady out and then your first date with the lady, he said, I want her to pay. Yeah. Yeah, I want her to pay. Because I, I want to see whether uh, she's a Libra girl. <laughs> He says, look at this. I like, I like the spirit. He said, be sure that you notice. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down there. He will tell you what to do. Look at the spirit. This is the spirit of somebody who will enter new doors. I will do everything you say. That's Ruth. If you see how Ruth... Now listen. This, this is not just a new door to marry you. This is a door that will change her genealogy for life. This was the doorway, dressing and appearance set the stage for a woman who was a Gentile to become part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. If you think that packaging is foolish, uh, then you may answer to Ruth when you meet her. Divine plan was in place. This was the story of redemption. This was how. If Ruth had not done this and had not won the heart of Boaz and had not married Boaz, there's no way Ruth would have been part of the genealogy of Jesus. But this is how he started. I'll do everything you see. Ruth replied. Look at this. So she went down to the stressing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. Mentorship is one of the most important things you can get in life. Mentorship. The opportunity to have somebody in your life who can tell you, do this this way, do this this way, do that this way, don't do this way. But I realize that it's so difficult for too many people. It's so difficult for too many people. When you are too set in your ways, you cannot be mentored. When you think you know too much, you cannot be mentored. When you think that your way is the right way, you cannot be mentored. And if you cannot be mentored, there are many places you cannot enter. In all outstanding professions, mentorship is key. Before you become an outstanding lawyer, you have to be a pupil. Be under, is that not what you call it? Pupilage. You have to be understudied. Before Dr. Law passed his exam and is now a specialist, he had to go through apprenticeship. Getting instruction from people who he likes, people he doesn't like, people who talk to him some way he likes and some way he doesn't like. But today, you are here. Nobody can stop that. It's so critical that we understand the faces that we are in as a people in life. Number three was Esther. Look at Esther. Esther 5, verse 1 and 2. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes. Somebody say her royal robes. He put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace. Across from the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. She came into the royal palace in her royal robes. Be careful what you wear when you are going where. She came into the royal palace in her royal robes. So it was. Now look at this. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight. I know spiritual people just attribute it to uh, supernatural power. But the king saw something. The Bible said when he saw what he saw was impressive enough. Praise God. What he saw was favorable enough that it caught the king's attention. And the king held out to Queen Esther, the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went and touched the top of the scepter. What Esther wore was impressive enough. Your packaging can determine whether you can have access into certain places or not. When I talk about packaging, I want you to understand the scope of packaging I'm talking about. Come with me to 1 Samuel 16 verse 14 to 18. Then the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul servant said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful player on the house. Somebody say skillful player. Say skillful player. Alright. And it shall be that he will play with his hand when the distressing spirit form. 
God is upon you and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, look at this, provide me now a man who can play well. Somebody say play well. And bring him to me. And look at this. This is where I want us to take note. Verse 18, let's read it together. Then one of the servants answered and said, look, I have seen a son of Jesse who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, handsome person, and the Lord is with him. Praise God. Now, if you are going for an interview and you are going with a man who is intelligent, who is well packaged, and who has God with him, and you also, you are intelligent, poorly packaged, and God is with you, who do you think will win? Who do you think will win? And as long as Holy Spirit is not a member of the panel and human beings will sit in front of you and ask you questions, you must understand that they will be judging you by what you see. That's why you should never take the way you come across to people for granted. Let's do the New Living Translation. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he's a brave warrior, a man of war. He has a good judgment. He's a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. The CEV, let's read the CEV, please. A man named Jesse, who lives in Bethlehem, has a son who can play the harp. One official said he's a brave warrior. He's a good-looking man. He can speak well, and the Lord is with him. When I talk about excellent packaging, it includes, but not limited to one, your dressing. Somebody say my dressing. Your dressing. Your dressing. What you wear. The colors you put together. The combination you make. It's so, 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 so important. Some people go for interview and their appearance is so loud that every wise thing they are saying there, nobody can listen. Some people enter into interview halls and the fragrance of their perfume annoys the people. If somebody is asthmatic, the person gets angry before you and what betides you if he's the chair of the interview panel. That disqualified. Because there are perfumes we take for interview, there are perfumes we take for dinners, and there are perfumes we take to certain places. And you have to know the difference between all of these. There are perfumes they are better worn in the morning. Yeah. There are perfumes they are only nice at dinner time when you are with that special one. When you go into certain public meetings and you wear that kind of perfume, you can create unnecessary attention. Praise God. Your dressing. He's a fine looking man. The man changed his clothes. That's what the first thing the man David did. did, did. It's not everywhere your long beard can give you access. Among young people and particularly in Africa. And that's why when I see Africans copy foolishly the West, I pity them so much. You must always be relevant in your, your, your setting. You must understand how people view things in your setting. People travel out and when they come back, they want to run and behave like they are doing out there. Out there, when you are working, you can call your boss by his first name. Yeah, they don't do that. Even when you say boss, you must say it in a way that the boss can feel. That's, that's what they do there. So, so when you come and you make it like, oh, I don't care, you know. This, you people are too some way. You are some way. You are behaving foolishly. Yeah? Yeah? It is wisdom to know when to do what and when not to do what. It's not that a wise man knows when to do what and where to do what. That's what the book of Ecclesiastes says. It said a wise man's heart deserves both time and judgment. Number one is your presentation. Praise God. Gentlemen, there are some clothes when you wear them. The best tie you must wear is a plain tie. Because by the time you are in a tuxedo or some uh, checkered suit and your checkered shirt and your checkered tie. By the time finish, you don't know whether it's bombo color or whatever. So nobody can tell. There are some colors that every gentleman you must have. There are some colors. The one you are wearing is one of those colors. Yeah. If you don't have suit at all, as for a gentleman, you must at least you must have at least one gray suit. And now, blue-black is a universal color. It's more like black now. So, you must have one... Please stand. Please, come and stand here. Let me see. 
Uh, I like to very nice. It's so so critical. It's so critical. <laughs> yeah. Number two is your language, your speech. You have to learn how to speak. You have to learn how to speak. Of the light, it's not a language. It's a Nigerian language. It's not a proper English. One of the young men said, I've seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who plays skillfully, a valiant man, a man of war, prudent in speech. Can you give me the amplified version? Prudent in speech and eloquent. Prudent in speech. Apart from the fact that your language must be okay, you must also know when to talk and when not to talk. Sometimes I'm going somewhere with people and I would rather that they leave me alone to think. And by the time I realize they are just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And all the while I'm trying to draw their attention that you can see that I'm on my iPad, I'm doing something. They are still talking and talking and talking. <laughs> Next time, when I have a place to go, I will not invite you. Yeah, I'm not inviting you. You must know when, when you are walking with someone you talk when he talks. When he raises a topic, know when to come in. Praise God. There are some people, the moment you begin to raise a topic, they take over. You have missed your point. <laughs> That's bad packaging. Bad packaging. Bad packaging. David was prudent in speech. Look at it. Prudent in speech. He knew how to talk. In fact, David's first encounter with Saul was because of how he spoke. Look at that with me. First Samuel 17, verse 31 to 37. First Samuel 17. And when the words which David spoke were heard, when what he said was heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. He, <coughs> amazing. David, they, he heard David's words before he met his person. And when he heard his words and saw his person, he was surprised. Because when they looked at the man, ah, this small boy spoke like this. Let me hear him again. So David began to speak again. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail him because of him. You are servant to go and fight with this Philistine. I mean, look at this. Confidence. He exuded confidence yet with deep humility. You remember when Saul told him that you don't qualify, you cannot go. He said, Your servant. That's humility. Ah, so you can what are you what are you talking about? Do you know what I've done before? He said, Your servant will go. That's humility. Very rarely do you find people who are confident and humble at the same time. Most of the time, people who are super confident, they just simply don't understand. Yesterday, I was speaking with someone, I was just telling him that there's a fine line, a thin line between confidence and pride. Very thin line. Very thin line. You may think you are coming across as confidence, but you have already been branded as proud. Praise God. Let no man's heart fail him because your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. So if I'm your servant, it means when I win the war, the victory is yours. That's what he said. Your servant will go and fight. Then he said, then so said to say, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he a man of war. David said to me, your servant. Look at the word. Somebody say your servant. Your servant. Your servant. That is the heart of humility. Your servant. I'm at your service. Sir. You are the reason why I'm here. I've not come. That is why. When the, the, in fact, when the, I can almost tell that David was very unhappy. When he heard the women singing, Saul had killed a thousand. His, uh, uh, David has killed his ten thousands. Because everything he went to do, he understood that the only way he, by which he could stand there and do something was on the authority of Saul. Saul didn't have the capacity David had, but Saul had the platform David needed to become who he wanted to become. Most of the time, you have to understand that the magnitude of your gift, without a good platform, nobody will hear about your gifts. That's why when someone gives you a platform, you want to handle the platform with dignity and carry yourself in the way the platform says carry yourself. Am I communicating it? 
It's so, so important. There are people who want to stand on your platform, but they want to stand it in their own way. Now, if that platform had been left that way, there is no way you would have gotten the opportunity to stand on it. It's so, 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 so critical. Some places you stand and you never get the opportunity to stand there again. Maybe they will never tell you. But today I'm telling you, these are some of the little, little things that sometimes denies us things we have prayed for, things we have believed God for, things that we thought we were overqualified for, things that we were so convinced in our spirit we should get. And sometimes we don't get. Sometimes it's simple, simple things. Sometimes somebody can be serving in a certain position. When it comes to competence, nobody beats him. But the way he talks to people, hello! It's all over the place that this person is very disrespectful to laborers, to other people, to nurses, to all of those people. Now, who wants to make you a head of a department who cannot respect other members of the department? Who? Who? Particularly people who are not like you. People who are not your kind. No. That's what he saw. He says, but so said to him, your, your sermon. Then he said, when a lion and a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth and when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of them. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the power of a lion and from the power of a bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine and so said, go and the Lord be with you. Praise God. Go and the Lord be with you. You see, when Saul say go, you will go. You are gifted. But if Saul say you are not going, you are not going. That's why whatever Saul tells you to do, you better listen. Sometimes it's just for a short time. Sometimes it's for a longer time. And most of the time, I tell you, a lot of people cannot survive in the palace of Saul. But listen, if you cannot learn to endure the palace of Saul, there is no way you can reign and reign well. When your time comes. Because Saul is your training master. Usually God uses difficult tasks. Difficult bosses to train us. For difficult assignments. That's what God does. That's what God does. And if in the time of training. You don't humble yourself. To go through. You will be amazed. You will never get to where God wants you to get to. Number three. Your unique skills and abilities. The man was skillful at play. What are you skillful at? Number four, your punctuality. Your punctuality. There are people who are gifted, but they are always late. <laughs> they are always late. They are always in a hurry. They are always in a hurry. Always late. Always late. Always late. When you are perpetually late or consistently late, it is fundamentally because you are a poor planner. That's the first thing you need to accept. So accept that you are a poor planner and then take steps to reverse that trend. Praise God. Praise God. Because punctuality, to operate at a certain level, time is everything. Time is what? Everything. One thing that differentiates or sets apart people who operate at a high level from people who operate at a low level is their sense of time. Sense of time sense of time. The rich, one major difference between the rich and the poor is time. All of us, your salary now is because of how much time, how much your time is worth. There are some people, one hour of this is about $500. And so at the end of the month, they take close to a million dollars. So if they give you eight hours, that is $800. They give you 24 hours. 24 hours is too much. How much worth is your time? How valuable is your time? And listen, nobody puts value on your time except you. You must first learn to put value on your time. If you don't put value on your time, the reason why people don't value other people's time is because they don't value their own time. They don't value their own time. When you value your time, when you give time to someone, you will always endeavor to make the time. Because And learning to respect people's time is learning to respect them. Anybody whom I give an appointment to does not honor it promptly the first, the second, the third time. I won't give you an appointment. I'll just meet you at my leisure time. Because if you don't value my time, you are simply communicating you don't respect me. 
Number five is your general etiquette and manners. General etiquette and manners. And maybe next, next week I'll talk about it. General etiquette and manners. Three reasons why excellent packaging must matter to you. One, excellent packaging must matter to you because poor packaging can deny you access to great people, places, and positions in life. Poor packaging, poor packaging, poor packaging can deny you access to certain people. You can't meet them. You cannot meet certain people dressed in a certain way. You can't meet certain people appearing in a certain way, wearing some kind of dreadlocks. No, you cannot. There's a certain way when certain clothes, when you wear, when Obama's flight lands or Joseph Biden's flight lands, they will not allow you around the tarmac. When you wear some hijab and you appear there, they, they will just think that you are somebody. You may not be one of such people, but your dressing gives you away as a potential suspect. Why should people judge you wrongly because you decided to wear something you're not supposed to wear? And most of the time, the sad thing is that when you talk about excellent packaging, people think that you have to be expensive. You don't have to be. When it comes to decent appearance, you don't have to be expensive at all. Some fundamental tips are useful. Once you get them and you apply them, you will always appear in a way people will be shocked at how you appear. So certain places, somebody say certain places, certain people, certain positions in life. You cannot, you cannot get there. You will not. Look at this. First Samuel chapter 16 verse 6 to 7. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. I'm wondering, what did the man, this is the most anointed man. Now, hear me. One of the most anointed prophets in scripture is Samuel. The Bible spoke, spoke of Samuel as all through his reign as a prophet. Not a single word from his mouth fell to the ground without fulfillment. That's an anointed man. Because according to the Old Testament, a prophet is known when he speaks and the word he speaks come to pass. So if you are looking for an established prophet, sound and excellent one, it was a man somewhere. And Pastor James, it's amazing that Prophet Samuel comes to a house. God has sent him go and anoint a person and he couldn't see the right person. For his God. He couldn't. One, somebody packaged himself so wonderful. He looked, he said, you look like a king. You see, there's a way you package yourself. People cannot mistake you for nonsense. When you are in an office, the way you package yourself, you carry yourself. When something gets lost, you may take it, but people cannot even ask you whether you took it because of the way you are packaged yourself. But there are some people, the way they package themselves, even when they have not taken it, they are forcing it on them. Why? All through packaging. Please take your seat. Packaging. Packaging. But the Lord said to Samuel, after David here, God just loved him. He would have missed his time. The Lord said, he said, the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance. So what it means that what actually caught his eye was his appearance. Don't look at his appearance or physical stature because I have refused him. So sometimes God can refuse you. Men will be choosing you. <laughs> because of your packaging. Now listen. <laughs> so imagine if God chooses you and men also choose you. You are God. You are God. There are times where God has actually chosen you. But men will not choose you. Eventually you will come. But you can protract your time. So something that should have taken you two years to get, you get it in ten years time. Because you have, to, you, you have not learned what you need to learn. Packaging. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks where? At the heart. That is the only place that is reserved for God. All of you are looking nice and fine. Whatever you are thinking in your heart concerning me, I can't tell. Some of you, all these things that I'm saying, you say, Crowley, you too know. I can't tell. But when you look at me and you smile, I see that you like me. I see that what I'm saying. But when you frown your face, then I begin to suspect you. I'm not communicating. The best I can look is at the outside. Now listen, this was a prophet. You may have a prophetic gift. This one was a called prophet, born prophet, conceived prophet. If the prophet was misled by what he saw, 
how about our ordinary people you are going for bank of ghana appointment these people some of them are smokers some of them are drunkards they can't see anything in the spiritual everything they see is in the natural those are the people i interview you they can't hear from god what <laughs> what what gave this man opportunity was at least the man samuel was sensitive to the voice of god it is said that people form their impression of you within the first 30 seconds of their encounter with you. First 30, you don't have too much time to now let people, and you see, what people decide to think about you, you can easily change it. It is only God who can let people change their minds about you. So, that's the first thing. You have to understand that poor packaging can deny you access to great people great places and great positions in life by all standards. I mean, if you go to a school like Achimota, it's a great place, is it not? It's a great place. It's a great place. You went to Achimota? Yeah. It's a great place. And there you meet great people. What do you meet great people? You meet great people. You go to Prampia College, you meet great people. You go to Achisco, not too many people go there. And that, that's a reality. Sim school, great sim school. And you see, usually the schools, the schools that are not very powerful, they are always having word adjectives. Great Atisco, great sim school, great Amas, great this. Most the schools that are great usually is just simple. Achimota School, Premper College, St. Augustine's College. Simple. But the schools that are not mighty, they are always trying to get adjectives. Adjectives. Yeah. Powerful school. Maoli school. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Mighty Japas. <laughs> yeah, give me the names. You have them. Give me. Mighty Japas. Great Toss. <laughs> the Rastafarian has been denied. Yeah, his packaging has denied it. They say if you cut it. Said he won't cut it. <laughs> so he's been denied. Number two, man's judgment of you will always be based on your outward packaging. Man's judgment. Somebody say man's judgment. Man's judgment of you will always be based on your outward packaging. That's man's judgment. The best of men is still man. The best of men. Samuel was a prophet, but he was man. And look at what the Bible says. <laughs> Only God knows our heart. Jeremiah. He said the heart is deceitful. Jeremiah 17. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Nobody. Somebody say nobody. Now look at verse 10. I the Lord. Somebody say I the Lord. <laughs> I the Lord. Set the heart I trap the rings, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his ways. Number three. Great decisions for good or bad are made about you based on your appearance. Great decisions. That's why you have to be mindful of your packaging. Great decisions are made for good or bad about you based on your outward appearance. Somebody can just look at you and just tell, this girl is a harlot. And you are not. And you are not. But because you came across as such, you are not. People form opinions and make judgments about your economic level your character, education, trustworthiness, honesty, credibility, all by your first appearance. When they see you, they can tell. They can tell. When they see you, they can tell your level of education. The way you are talking, your, the way you are reasoning, they can tell. They can tell uh, that this girl is no good. Praise God. This guy, Nkoye. All by your appearance. People can also tell how wise you are by your appearance. Your wisdom. Somebody say, my wisdom. Your wisdom can be revealed by... No, let me show you this. First uh, <laughs> Kings chapter 10, verse 1 to 7. I'm closing in the next few minutes. Look at this. First Kings chapter 10, verse 1 to 7. The New Living Translation. When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, which brought honor to the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. Look at this verse 2. She arrived 
with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold and precious jewels. When she met with Solomon, she talked with him about everything she had in mind. Please follow closely. Alright? So everything she had in mind, she spoke to Solomon and Solomon answered for her all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain. Alright? Now look at this. All of this happened and the woman was not in shock yet. Look at this. When the queen of Sheba realized how very wise Solomon was, how is he going to see how wise she was? When he saw the palace he had built. When people come here, they judge us. They look at what we have. Our presentation here communicates to them whether we are wise. When you come and uh, the chairs are turned the other way, people are sitting there, people are sitting there, it reveals how wise or unwise we are. Look at it. When she was overwhelmed, she was so amazed at the food on his table. Alright? The organization of his officials and their splendid clothing. Did you see that? The officials were not in some nyama nyama dress. The choristers were not just wearing just anything. This is a deba. When she saw, you see, the reason why the word does not take the church serious is because they feel that our standards are low. You know, a lot of unbelievers think that Christians don't have a sense for taste. We don't have class. It's because of the way we carry ourselves. But if somebody must have class, it's the believer. Don't you see how ambassadors carry themselves? Have you seen an ambassador who is uh, they are prim and proper. Nations will always select the best of the best to represent them. Because ambassadorial role comes with a certain level of protocol. And if you can't meet it, you'll bring the whole nation into this report. And that's what it is. When you are an organization, you are a leader in an organization, you must see yourself as such. I am mindful of the fact that I represent this commission. Whoever sees me anywhere must understand that we represent something. I'm not communicating here. And I'm conscious of the fact that we are representing the kingdom of God. So sometimes you go out of your way just to make sure that you represent your king well. Look at that. When he saw the organization of the officials, no, somebody, somebody sits here, somebody sits there, and there are spaces in between everywhere. No. The organization. And their splendid clothing, the cup bearers, everybody, the burnt offerings made at the table of the Lord. Look at verse number six. She has claimed to the king, everything I heard in my country about your achievement and wisdom is true. Now look at this. I didn't believe what was said until I arrived and saw with my own eyes. And in fact, I have not heard the half of it. Your wisdom and prosperity as are far beyond what I was told. This is excellent what? Packaging. That's what they call it. Excellent packaging. Excellent packaging. Five important things your appearance communicates to others about you. I'll do that in one minute. My time is up. Your character. Your appearance reveals to people your character. The Bible said, behold, a woman approached. They met a woman dressed as a harlot and sly and cunning of heart. Proverbs. Your character can be revealed by your appearance. You are not a prostitute. Don't dress as such. You are not a, a ragamuffin. Don't dress as such. You are not a joker. Don't dress as such. I'm not communicating here. There are people, when you see them, you see that this is a joker coming. You can just see it. When you are sitting in an interview and such a person comes to sit there, you don't even waste your time because you know that this one is disqualified already. Your personality type or temperament are usually revealed by your appearance. People who like loud colors, usually they, they are sanguine. They want everybody to know them. Because they don't know that sometimes it's better you hide yourself. It shows that you are serious. How serious you are. How organized you are. All of that can be seen just by your appearance. Number three, your economic status. People can make judgment of you. Why should you come across to people as poor? When you are not poor. Yeah. There are people, they want you to appear poor. So they help you. Yeah. So people like to present themselves poor. So there are people who are coming for meetings and they have the best, oh, but they rather want one that after the service they can wear something that can make them go to someone and beg. Can I get something for transport? Because if they see you in suit and tie, begging will be something that you are not likely to do. But what you don't know is that if you are in suit and tie and you ask you beg, they may give you something better. 
if I come to you now, uh, some t-shirt with some shorts and chili water, and I ask you for money, once it is the best you can give me. But if I come to you, please, I, I need you to help me. You you count it as an honor that somebody like me have asked you something. Meanwhile, I don't have tea. Pack it. Praise God. The Bible talks about this in the book of James. He says, when someone comes into your assembly wearing tattered clothes, and they will tell you, sit somewhere. Sit somewhere. You see, haven't you been to meetings that ushers are taking to a place you know you are not supposed to sit there? But there are people too, when they are even supposed to sit there, and they are going there, they are actually stopping them. Packaging. Praise God. Packaging. They are the ones who have been invited, though. Invited, but they are stopping them because of poor parking. When you are going for meetings, people don't see the kind of car you drove. How you appear there, they will see it. You may come in a taxi, but don't look down on what you're wearing. Your maturity level is revealed by your appearance. You see how children dress? When you see a child that's dressed, you know that this is a child. You, you, you see it. <laughs> You don't need much. The value, this is, the value you place on people, places, and events is also revealed by your appearance. The value you place on people. The value. When you are going to your office because you deem your office as a very nice place where important people do business, you dress nicely. When you are coming to church, you think that as for church, it doesn't matter. You can just wear anything. The value you place on the meeting. If you are going to meet President Akufado, you won't just wear anything because you place value on President Akufado. Now, if you are meeting God Almighty, do you think you can just wear anything and appear before him? Our whole mentality needs to change. How you package yourself can deny you access into greatness. How you package yourself can stop your progress. Your gift cannot be experienced your gift is what makes a way for you, right? But your gift will not be accepted if you are first of all not allowed entry. Praise God. So before they give you access so that your gift can give you a place, they must first hear you. They say people see you before they hear you. And if they see you and you don't look like they want to see you, they won't waste their time listening to you. There are people, when you, they mount the puppet or they mount a stage and they want to say something, immediately you want to listen to them because they look like they have something to say they look like even when they are what they are saying is not the same you put a lot of weight on what they are saying why because they look like it that's why you see uh, people package themselves well to do presentations why because it influences the people you are speaking with i know that in this season new doors are going to be opening and the thing that is going to stop some people will not be Satan because Satan cannot stop it. The Bible says, I've said before thee, no man can shut. And I want you to prepare yourself. It's not just this year. It's all through this decade. It's a new dispensation, a new phase. Learn to reorient yourself. You don't have to be expensive to look good. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. You don't have to be at all. You don't have to be expensive to smell good. In fact, using lemon and this, even if you don't have deodorant, you can use lemon and be fine. Yeah, start from somewhere. But by all means, don't allow people to undermine you and despise you because of what they see on the outside. What is inside you is good. What is inside you is loaded. What is inside you is great. And you should never allow yourself to despise because of wrong packaging. May the Lord give you understanding. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. 
fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you.